0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today is the third Sunday of the month of Tut, and we um, read today in the Gospel reading the famous story about the repentance of the man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and how when he heard that the Lord was coming by, and there was a crowd of people, and, and though he was short, he could not see the Lord, so he decided to climb up a sycamore tree so that he could see the Lord. And we really see from this story Um, like the story of salvation and the path of salvation that we are all called to walk on that culminated in the Lord saying to him in verse 9 today salvation has come to this house so we see at the beginning of the story Zacchaeus was um, a tax collector and at the time um, tax collectors were known and having the reputation that they were sinful people because they would help themselves to the tax money that they would collect So they were despised for multiple reasons. The first reason they were despised was because um, they were working for the Romans to to collect taxes from the Jews to give to the Romans. So the Jews hated the tax collectors because they felt like they were giving their money away to the Roman government who was not the Jews. They they were giving it to another nation. Um, Also, they were despised because they would they were thieves they would take money that they shouldn't um, take from people and oftentimes there were even stories of uh, tax collector because they had such power they could walk on the street and meet anyone um, on the street and ask them to give them a percentage of what they actually were carrying with them in that moment Um, all of this was of course corruption as a way of getting, um, you know, enriching themselves, and nothing could be really done because the tax collectors were very powerful people. And if you, um, you know, if you if you if you if you refused, that they could accuse you in front of the Roman authorities, and you would be in in big trouble, and maybe even lose all that you had. So Zacchaeus was a man who was not. Um, he was a sinful man, and being the chief tax collector, you can say what is it that he had to do in order to reach that status and that position, and he was extra despised. Um, And yet he was at this place in his life where he, he heard that the Lord was coming and he really wanted to see him. We don't know exactly what was in his mind. Why was he in this place that he really wanted to see the Lord? But he cared so much to see the Lord that he climbed up this tree so that he could see him. And from that point... Um, Everything else that happened was very unexpected that the Lord would ask him um, today I will come and dine with you in your house And then the Lord entered into his house and the story continues. So There are a lot of lessons actually that we can learn from this story of repentance um, that we're just going to discuss briefly What are some of the things that we can learn from his experience? The first thing is Zacchaeus recognized his sinfulness Um, maybe at the beginning of the story he hadn't yet fully repented but he recognized that there was something inside of him that needed to change and he acknowledged that to himself. That was the first step of repentance is that we acknowledge our sin to ourselves. Before even we declare it to anyone else, before even we confess it, we, we acknowledge it and we declare it to ourselves and we identify ourselves and we say, I have committed this sin. Or if I have some kind of habitual sin or addiction, I recognize it in myself and I say this is a weakness that I have. This is a sin that I continually commit. This is a struggle that I face. Instead of trying to escape from it or to pretend like it doesn't exist, Zacchaeus knew that he was a sinner. And he knew that the Lord Jesus Christ was a holy man, even if he didn't fully understand that he was truly the son of God and the Messiah. And yet he wanted to see this man because he had a desire to change inside of him. The second thing we learned from this experience is that he was able to overcome his pride. Not only did he recognize that he was a sinner inside, but he was willing to take steps. Even though he was a man of high rank, he was willing to seek help from someone else. He was willing to submit to someone else. He was willing to make himself low in order for him to be healed of this uh, disease of sin that he had and he did not try to defend himself or think to himself i am too powerful a man or i am too high of a rank um instead i he humbled himself allowed himself even to be humiliated by climbing a tree um, and to be seen by everyone for the sake of seeing the lord and meeting with him So sometimes even though we might recognize that we are sinners and that we have sin and we struggle with sin, but maybe we are too prideful to take some kind of step or action. Maybe we are worried of what people might say about us, or that if I go speak to someone about the weakness that I have, what is it even that my father of confession would say about me? Maybe we believe that our fathers of confession are going to look down on us and say, um, how is it that you could have done this great sin and 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 change even the way that they, they t- treat us or deal with us. But here's the Zacchaeus, he overcame this pride. He humbled himself and to do anything that was possible in order for him to see the Lord. <coughs> Also, he forsook his reputation among his peers. Can imagine the other tax collectors when they see Zacchaeus, who is the chief tax collector, doing these kinds of things? um, What is it that they would say about him? It says in verse two, now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was the chief tax collector, and he was rich. Like, he was a prominent man. He was a well-known man. Everyone would see him, they would would recognize him, they would know him, Um, and he had uh, a certain reputation and especially among his other tax collector peers, um, they would see him as being an extremely foolish person for doing what it is that he did. Um, imagine someone who we can recognize as being like a prominent celebrity or someone you know, that we, we know about in the, in the government, and we see that this person goes and climbs a tree and in order to see a man who is coming, to, to, to humble himself in such a way. To, to, to say that even though I am a man of high position, and yet I consider that this one is actually higher than me. Um, we know in the story of Nicodemus, Nicodemus who was a Pharisee, when he wanted to speak with the Lord, he came actually at night in secret because he, he didn't want any of the other Pharisees to see that he was going to meet with the Lord because they would reject him for it. They wouldn't accept it. Here we see Zacchaeus even though he is a tax collector and yet he is freely and openly declaring his desire to see the Lord and to be with the Lord. And all of the story that we read today is something that is happening in public, completely in public, in front of the eyes of everyone. And yet the man had such a desire to meet the Lord that it overcame whatever shyness, whatever pride, whatever um, you know, desire to preserve his reputation in order for him to go and see. It reminds us also of the story of the paralyzed man who uh, who his four friends brought up to the roof and lowered him down into the house where the Lord was, again, making a spectacle of themselves, um, interrupting whatever activities that were going on, interrupting all of the meetings that the Lord was having with the people because they cared so much to be with the Lord and they had such faith that they were willing to be a spectacle. They were they were willing to be seen. They were willing that, that, not, that this is not going to be something that is done in, in secret or in private, but even if it is in public, um, Zacchaeus did not care about his reputation. Again, sometimes we care too much about our reputation and especially when it comes to admitting sin. Am I too proud, am I too worried about what other people think about me to admit that I'm wrong, to admit that I have failed in some way, to admit that I have a problem and that I need the help of other people? This is another step in the path of healing, in the path of repentance and salvation. The fourth, uh, the fourth thing we can learn from here, the story of Zacchaeus, uh, is that he overcame his circumstances. It says, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So if Zacchaeus hadn't done anything special because he was a short man and just standing among the people, he would have never seen the Lord. He wouldn't have seen him. And he could have made many legitimate excuses to himself, saying, well, you know, I wanted to see the Lord, but this is my circumstance. I'm too short. There's a ton of people around. They are crowding him. I wish I could have a chance to see him, but I can't see him. And just accept it, you know, and just resign to the fact that this was a circumstance that he is in and there is nothing that he can do. But he was not satisfied with this. He was not content with this. He did not just throw it up to fate and say, well, you know, I didn't get a chance, so oh well, you know. Instead he said, no, what is it that I can do to make it happen? What is it that I can do so that I do not remain obscure, so that the Lord sees me, so that I can see the Lord? And this is what he wanted. So he was willing again to humble himself. He was willing to um, risk his reputation. He was willing to do something foolish, something that only children do, which is to climb a tree in order to see him and to be seen by everyone else that he was doing this. So again, it was a very bold thing for someone of his stature, someone of his rank, someone of his age, someone of his position to go and to do this. And it again reflects how much he wanted to see the Lord and he did not um, concede to his circumstances. He didn't just resign to this and say, well, there's nothing else that, I can, that can be done. The same is true for us whenever we are um, thinking about Um, repentance and thinking about our life and the weaknesses that we have, sometimes we resign to whatever circumstances that we're in and we say, you know what, the reason I am this way is because I was raised a certain way or because I was abused a certain way or because I was neglected a certain way or because of whatever external reason outside of myself, whatever the situation happens to be, the reason I'm stuck in the situation that I'm in is just because of something that's out of my control. And yet here we see that Zacchaeus did all that was in his power certainly there are things that we are not able to do that only God can do but here Zacchaeus did all that was in his power to do a kind of a important question for us is what made the Lord choose Zacchaeus out of all of that crowd of people to tell him you are the one that I want to go and dine with you in your house why, why him why, why didn't he call out anyone else? Why didn't the Lord just see Zacchaeus on the tree and greet him and continue along his way? Why did he tell him, no, today I will dine with you? Because he saw in Zacchaeus a true desire for repentance. He saw in him a true desire for the Lord to see him. And even though Zacchaeus could not have imagined that the Lord would ask him of this, but maybe this was his true desire and he was ready um, to confess. He was ready. And so the Lord, seeing into his heart, chose him out of all the people Who were around? So he overcame his 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 circumstances. He didn't allow his circumstances to dictate to him how is it that he was going to live or if he was going to repent. He made a way. He pushed through it, and he 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 got the attention of the Lord. Another characteristic of his repentance is that he acted immediately. Zacchaeus knew that he had only a limited window of opportunity to see the Lord because the Lord was passing by. And if he didn't act right then in the moment, he would miss him. And maybe sometimes again, when we find ourselves in situations where we have the option to kind of act now but we're hesitant maybe inside of myself I'm really not very convinced I can put it off to tomorrow I can put it off to another day and I never have to really confront it because I always make excuses saying oh well today I have this today I'm busy no I should call my father a confession to confess no today I have all these activities today um you know I have some other activities and things that are keeping my keeping me busy and I'm not able to do it maybe I'll do it tomorrow and then tomorrow I also have other reasons It's not to say that sometimes we don't have legitimate reasons, but I have to ask myself, am I actually just trying to delay this because I'm uncomfortable? Am I uncomfortable to confess? Do I really not want to admit? Do I really not want to confront my sin? And that's why I'm finding reasons not to go and confess. Here Zacchaeus could have just said, well, you know, I wanted to um, I wanted to see the Lord, and I wanted to maybe confess my sin to him, but he's not available. He's too busy, so maybe I'll just find Him or happen to run into Him at another time. But he didn't do this. He didn't he didn't he didn't leave it up to this. He said, no, He is there, and so I will go to him, even if there is extreme discomfort, even if there is discre- extreme inconvenience, I will go to him immediately. And I will do it in, in, in kind of a very unique way because there was no other opportunity for him to do so. So this is another very important aspect of our, our path and road of repentance is that we act immediately. Whenever we feel the, the Holy Spirit convicting us, we act on it in the moment. Sometimes we feel these convictions of the Holy Spirit where a thought will come to us and say, this thing you are doing is wrong or Um, you should go and confess right now, make an appointment for confession right now, or you should go and call this person whom you have offended to apologize to them right now. And these like voices will come that will kind of tell us, do this, and we feel a strong desire or a strong uh, coercion to do it. But in that moment, I am the one who has to decide, am I going to actually do this? I know it is right. Should I do it or should I put it off? I'm too busy. Right, this is all um, very important decisions that we make in our spiritual life that whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, we do not quench the Spirit, but we listen and we act on what the the Spirit is telling us to do. The sixth characteristic um, that we learn from Zacchaeus is that he was willing to lose the pleasures of sin. Certainly, as I said at the beginning, the tax collectors, they gained a lot of benefit from their job because they were wicked. They were corrupt in the way that they they did their job. And so they gained a lot of benefit. Why is it that the tax collectors are so wealthy? Because they took the money of the people for themselves. It's not just like their employees that are taking the taxes and then paying it to the Romans. They would keep the money for themselves. This is why the tax collectors were rich. So if Zacchaeus is confessing his sin, it is not just that he is confessing some actions he has done in the past, but he is actually changing his entire life. He's in changing his lifestyle. He's changing his occupation or the way that he does it. He's changing something that is going to remove from him some source of comfort, some status that he had. It's going to be gone now because he has chosen to abandon it. So he's not just confessing a sin that he committed. He's he's confessing to an entire lifestyle and making a commitment to change that lifestyle altogether. And so um, what Zacchaeus did was actually extremely bold because he was willing at that point to give everything up so that he could gain a new life so that he could gain Christ and that sinful lifestyle sometimes is what keeps us from being able to repent yes maybe I feel guilty about my sin maybe I feel like the things that I have done are wrong and I wish I hadn't done them and I feel bad about them but the question for us is am I willing to give up this life am I willing to give up the pleasures of sin in order to fight against this life so that I do not continue living it, so that I cannot continue living in in a a way that is displeasing to God and a way that is harming me, this is the question for us. It is not just a one-time confession. It is a decision to continue to fight against sin continually. And this is what Zacchaeus was choosing here, that he is choosing to leave behind a life of sin. um, and, And that was a very difficult decision and we can commend him for that. Seventh characteristic that we learn from him is that he endured the mocking and the complaints of other people. In verse 7 it says uh, when 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 the Lord when the people saw that Zacchaeus was going uh, or that the Lord was going to eat in the house of Zacchaeus he says what but when they saw it they all complained saying he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Meaning what? That this action that Zacchaeus did in public in front of everyone caused everyone to see and to point at him and say, this man is a sinner. How is it even that he could be doing this? How is it even that the Lord could go and to eat in the house of this sinful man? Of course, the complaints here were directed at the Lord, but they are. who is it that he is associating with? It's is Zacchaeus. They are saying that Zacchaeus is such a wicked, corrupt, evil person. How is it that the Lord could even go and enter into his house? Which, again, Um, we see examples of people who want to confess and they don't care who is there. They don't care who knows. All they care about is the healing that comes only from Christ. We see this about the the sinful woman who came and to wash the feet of Christ while he was dining in the house of Simon the Pharisee. Was this the only time that she could have seen the Lord? But she came to him while he was dining at his house and she fell on the ground and she was crying and she wiped his feet with her hair in that moment while the Pharisee and all the servants of his house and everyone was there watching because that is how much she wanted to change. That's how much she wanted the forgiveness of God. And she was willing to endure whatever mocking and insults and the eyes of everyone on her because that's how much she wanted it. And that is why the Lord rewarded her so much. And he said about her that she is forgiven much because she loved much. So here also we see in this man. Zacchaeus that he's doing all of this in front of everyone because now is the moment. This is his moment of salvation. This is his opportunity and there might not come another moment like this that he has access to the Lord that he can go. This was a life-changing decision and it didn't matter who was around. It didn't matter that he would be mocked or that people would point at him and say he is a sinful man. In the end the only one in this encounter who won was Zacchaeus, not those self-righteous people who said about him that he is a sinner and believing that he had no opportunity for salvation simply because of who he was. He endured the judgment of everyone and the mocking and the complaints of everyone and yet he prevailed because he is the one who received salvation in the end. The eighth characteristic we learn about his story is, as I mentioned, he chose to change his lifestyle. and. He made amends. It says what, then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. He didn't just say, okay, you know what? I have a lot of money, so I'm gonna keep the money I have because that's in the past, and I'm just gonna decide not to steal anymore. I'm I'm gonna leave this life behind, but I'm comfortable. No, he said, you know what? I have stolen a lot of money. I'm gonna give all of it, so much of it, half of my entire fortune. I'm going to give it to the poor. He did an act to demonstrate a detachment from his previous life. He chose to leave that life not just with words, but he chose to leave it with action. When the rich young ruler came to the Lord and he told him, and he he bowed down before him, and he said, what is it that I should do to receive salvation? And the Lord told him, go sell all that you have and come and follow me. So someone looking at this rich young man from the beginning might say, well, this is a very devout, pious person. He is coming and finding the Lord. He's bowing down to him. He's asking him, tell me what I should do to receive salvation. He's seeking the answers from the the Lord himself. But when the Lord told him, go and sell all that you have, the man couldn't do it. He couldn't leave behind his wealth. And even though his wealth was not obtained through sin, he was so attached to it that he could not leave it behind. So this man, Zacchaeus, He chose to leave this life behind. He was ready not just to declare a confession with his words, but he was ready to act. He was ready to change his life and to put everything behind him. And the Lord did not even ask him to do this. The Lord did not tell him, if you want salvation, go and give half of your goods to the poor. Actually, this came from Zacchaeus himself. Because Zacchaeus was so sincere in his desire for change, in his desire to repent, in his acknowledgement of his own sin, that he himself went to the Lord and he made the confession himself and says, I am a sinful man. I'm going to give half of everything that I have to the poor. And he began a new path of life that day. Also, he made peace with his past the ninth characteristic we can learn from him and in verse 8 it says and and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation I restore fourfold meaning anyone that I have stolen from everyone that I have I have taken from unjustly not only am I going to return to them the money I have taken but I'm going to return it four times fourfold of what I have taken from them again the Lord did not ask him to do this he chose to do this because he wanted a change of his life. He no longer was loving the pleasures of sin. He did not want to remain in this place anymore. He felt guilty. His conscience was pricked every time he would remember every person that he has cheated, every person he has stolen from. And he knew that if he truly wanted to have peace, peace in himself, confidence in his uh, repentance, and that God has forgiven him, I have to make peace. I have to make amends. I I have to fix as much as it is in my power Everything that I have done wrong Sometimes the sins that we commit cannot be fixed cannot be undone cannot be cured and The Lord still forgives us, but it's about what is my attitude. What is my intention? I should desire to make peace with others I should desire to fix whatever mistakes that I have made as much as it is in my intention and again this is a sign of true repentance this is a sign that this man was truly repentant. He was willing to suffer for his repentance. Repentance in, in, entails suffering. There is some suffering, even if the suffering is just discomfort of, of confessing my sin. That's a, that's a kind of suffering. Sometimes um, repentance entails I go to jail. Sometimes repentance entails you know I, I, I fess up to uh, something that I did and it causes me to, uh, uh, to, 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 to be punished as a result or to be mocked as a result, or to lose my job as a result, or something is going to happen to me. If I care more about my spiritual life and my salvation, then maybe I think to myself and say, I'm willing to accept this. I'm willing to accept the consequences because this is how much I want to be at peace with God. This is how much I want to reconcile with him and with others. The last, the last point that I want to mention is that his repentance affected other people. In verse 9, the Lord, after seeing all of this um, pure repentance from Zacchaeus, he says to him, today salvation has come to this house. And even though the Lord does not mention and the Bible does not mention that Zacchaeus had any kind of family, but we can assume, because it is very common that he would have had, especially in his age, he would have had some family. He would have had, maybe he's married, maybe he has children, he has other people living with him in his house. And this act that Zacchaeus did not only brought salvation to him personally, but brought salvation to everyone who was with him. Why? Because now they are going to see this example of Zacchaeus and they're going to follow. They're going to do like him. They're going to see what Zacchaeus gave up. They're going to see how the Lord responded and how the Lord came personally into their house and, to, and to, to preach to them, to sit with them, to eat with them, to be with them. And this was going to have a lifelong impact on the people there in that house. So when I lead a life of sin, I drag other people into sin with me. But when I lead a life of repentance then I also bring other people to repentance. And so this is what Zacchaeus did. He brought salvation, not only to himself, he brought salvation to everyone around him. Uh, Saint Seraphim of Sarov, is one of the Eastern Orthodox um, uh, saints. He says what, if you acquire the love of God in your heart, a thousand souls around you will be saved. Why? Because if I truly acquire the love of God in myself, That love pours out. It overflows to the people who are around me. If I lead lead a life of of repentance, then that life of repentance will overflow and everyone around me will also benefit. Finally, um, I just want to read for you what St. Cyril of Alexandria said about Zacchaeus. He said, for in no other way can a man see Christ and believe in him except by mounting up into the sycamore tree. By rendering foolish his members, which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, etc. <clears throat> Mounting up on the sycamore tree is, is, is wanting to see the Lord more than anything, wanting to see the Lord more than we want to continue a life of sin, being willing to change our life, not caring what other people think about us, willing to sacrifice whatever it takes for this life of repentance. And there are some in the church, um, some o- orthodox churches, they, they believe about Zacchaeus that he ended up becoming the bishop of Caesarea in Palestine and actually became the disciple of St. Peter. We don't know this for sure, but some people say that this, um, the, that this is what happened. And if you, if you, if you consider that, um, the kind of change, the radical change that happened in this man from being a chief tax collector to being a bishop right? We see the power of God working, and we see the power of God working in our own lives, that no matter how dead in sin we might feel and be, and how, you know, we struggle with whatever sins that we struggle with, and yet we believe that if this man Zacchaeus was able to go from this extreme to the other extreme, the Lord is able to come into our own house, and he's able to say, today salvation has come to this house. Our role is to want to see the Lord. Our role is we want the Lord to enter. We want him to be with us. We want him to live with us and we want to live with him and he is able to change and to transform everything according to his will and according to his time. So may God grant us that we take Zacchaeus as a pure and perfect example of repentance and a practical one where we see how he lived his life and we look and we see elements of ourselves in him and believe and have faith that the Lord can transform and change us just as he was changed and glory be to God forever. Amen.